0: Yeah, yeah, on. It.
1: Building bridges! You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. So, Eurovision is over and lately there have been, you know, a lot of people have been very loud, let's say like that, and uh, voicing their opinions about the jury system specifically. And we thought, why shouldn't we add our two cents as well to that? Right, Dave?
0: Yeah, any, any casual look on social media lately and anything Eurovision related, it's likely either somebody defending Lorraine, somebody defending Caria or somebody complaining that something should be done with the voting system, with the juries. There's lots of possibilities.
2: There was pretty much, I mean, even before Eurovision, we all sort of knew it's going to be between... Or Sweden or Finland anyway. But um, I think that lately in the latest editions, like the power of social media gives, you know, people so, so, so much they're they're giving them so much rights, you know, just to say what's right and what's not. But like, yeah, as you said lately, it's it's been a lot of drama about that voting system, why they, you know, um, why the juries are not voting in the semifinals and just only giving their or casting their votes in the final evening. So, yeah, that's pretty
1: much why we are here today. (laughs) And it was pretty weird this year in particular, you know, where they uh, ditched the juries for the semifinals. And it felt like they were, like, all the juries were, like, voting for Lorraine. And most of them were giving her the 12 points. Like, it almost, like, became a little bit boring at the end of the voting. And it felt like, you know, they influenced the winner more than in the previous years even. But they had no say in the semifinal whatsoever. So that alone seems a little bit odd for me.
0: Yeah, and of course she still got through her semi. It's not like uh, she she barely qualified and she you know <laughs> barely got through. <laughs> she did quite well in the semi final. I mean, there's no shame. She got second place again behind Karia. No surprise there. Israel was third, so it really mirrored the final results. Um, so, per- like personally, I'm I'm shocked at how uh, vocal people have been online and how this even two plus weeks on from the final still hasn't really calmed down. It doesn't take much uh, in a Facebook group, for example, about Eurovision to set people off about the whole jury vote and Finland should have won or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, I think it was really showy this year, as Jan said, like it was between Finland and Sweden. And I think many managers uh, knew that as well and were like, well, let's vote for Sweden because we don't want Finland to win. Because how can someone who sings cha-cha-cha and who doesn't sing in English and who is so crazy and party, you know, this can't win Eurovision. And I, like, we always say you can't vote against someone in Eurovision, but as a juror, you actually can. And I think that's like 10 jurors in total placed Karia last. And I'm just thinking, you know, even if it's not your personal taste, how can you place this entry last? It obviously wasn't the worst of the final night. And that seems a little bit weird.
0: So that kind of brings us to the first point. So people that want change, well, that could be the first way forward. So in the grand scheme of doing nothing, maybe something that could happen is that the composition of the juries change. A lot of people were shocked to find out that the juries are made up of only five people and I think there's just a two- or three-year moratorium on them. If, you, if you've been on a jury one year, you have to wait a few years before you're you know, allowed back on another Eurovision jury. Yeah. So five people per country, you have a very small number of people overall that basically decide half the result. Yeah. So should maybe the juries be increased, maybe 10, 20, 30 people, who knows? Uh, maybe they could do it San Ramos style and bring in a demoscopic jury. that each country would have, then we would have three sets of votes at the end of the night. Uh, What do you guys think?
1: I mean, that's how it was done in the old days. You know, we had uh, more jury members and they were each represented by different, uh, you know, different jobs, different uh, social classes, even different age groups and all that. And it was to represent the whole country's opinion. Of course. I mean,
2: yeah. uh, I mean, when it comes to juries, I would say also there's a huge difference if you send like five jurors from, I don't know... A smaller country, I don't know, if we put, I don't know, Slovenia and Germany, it, it's it's completely different, you know, vote in that kind of a way. One of the options could be also giving, you know, bigger amount of jurors if the country, you know, is, is you know, bigger than the other one. And also, like, if you give more jurors to do the job, I would say that um, the diversity itself could be, you know, more Wide, it could be more. You know, there could be, we could have like clearer picture. You know, in 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 a way, what the 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 main opinion of the juries could be. So, I mean, there's plenty of options, definitely. Um, but yet again, we will have to wait and see what EBU will do in follow up editions.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd lo- I'd love to see the juries increased, but my only reservation is. That's something that's very easy to do in the UK, in France, in Spain. How does San Marino pick a jury of like 30 or 50 people and they have different for a couple of years? Like where are they getting the music experts to to do that? They'd probably have to bring in people from other countries to do that. That gets expensive. And then it's not really your own country's jury anymore. So how do the small countries uh, react to bigger juries? Yeah, and that's
1: the point. Like you said, music experts, and that's what they're supposed to be and, the like, they're supposed to judge entries on their musical quality. But I feel like most of them just, you know, rank their favorite songs from 1 to 26, and that's it. Like, um, people were saying uh, Germany was last in the jury vote because it's not a jury song. But why is it not a jury song? Because it's metal? Because it's a different genre than the other songs are? Like, it's not a better or worse genre than other ones. I don't want juries who just vote for one genre and ignore the others. And I think, like, in the past, we've seen, like, rock and metal songs struggle with jury vote, even though, you know, voting entirely, not to rank your songs from 1 to 25, you know, or 1 to 26. Maybe you vote different categories, or maybe... um, But
0: how how do you change
1: that? Maybe also the system, how the average is, you know combined should change maybe it should count more to be someone's favorite than to be someone's last place yeah <laughs> this
0: this is why we're not on the reference group for the ebu this is, this is a is we're opening a very big can of worms here it's not, not not an easy question to answer yeah so the the other the other possibility with this like i said so either they could you know keep the system the way it is we just looked at maybe tinkering with the juries. Maybe they literally do nothing. And we, we look at a 2024 Eurovision in in Sweden with the exact same voting that happened this year. That actually isn't the worst case scenario because, uh, again, I'm a data nerd and I went back and looked. So we've had this 50-50 split now for 14 contests. And do you know how many of them the televote winner actually won the contest out of the 14? If you had to guess. 10 or more? What do you think, Jan?
2: I would say between, what, 8 and 10? Because I, no, I'm, 10 not, I'm not such a bad well, nerd as you are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're both, if you take the average, you're right. It is actually 10. Well, close enough. So that's yeah. a 71% uh, success rate with the televote. So it's not, And it's not like this is egregious. It's not like uh, Serbia, who was so low in the televote, suddenly came up and won the whole thing. She came second place. And actually, one of the four years that the televote winner didn't win uh, was again a Swedish victory in twenty fifteen. Uh, when Mons won, he was actually third with the televote and still managed to win. And I, I don't know. I was fairly new to Eurovision at the time. Maybe you both remember better than I do, but I don't remember this big controversy. Like, oh my god! Like, I think there was a little oh,
1: yeah. bit. Yeah. There were. There were a lot of fans raging about Italy and that is yeah, I don't I don't it's remember not.
0: being as loud as, as this year about this whole like Lorraine should
1: should win. The, biggest scandal, the bigger scandal here really was that Italy was placed sixth with the juries, which you know I wasn't the biggest fan of Grande Amore, but even I thought you know that was a bit low for an entry like that. Because it was I would still
2: say that sure. um in case if this kind of controversial scenarios happened in the past I would say there was not so much talk about it because the social media is, you know, it's growing every single year. Like, the, I mean, every platform has, like, more users every year. And and the power of people is getting more, even though, like, in 2015, it's not like this is... Oh, well, it's almost 10 years ago. I want to say it's not 10 years ago. <laughs> but in the same case... Yeah, yeah we're getting go <laughs> I mean, old. We, I mean, there was use of social media already in 2015, but, like, maybe we didn't feel it that way because, like, this kind of, you know... Um, th- this flow with, with, oh, who should win, who I think should win and stuff. It's getting, like, kind of worse and worse every year. And at, at this point, it's smart yeah. to reach out and to mention um, Lorraine's victory. So why was it controversial? Because, like, what, she she won twice? She, she wasn't the only one, you know? Like, it was Johnny Logan in the 80s who did it as well. But the issue is here because everybody went to play the same game on how she already won Eurovision, Etc. cetera, et cetera. And in case if you enjoy the song or not, you know, like it, it is what it is. And this is one of the things, you know, everybody, everyone should, you know, just...
0: Imagine if we had social media back in the 80s, if we could go back and look what would have happened after yeah. Johnny's yeah. second wind, what they would be saying.
2: It could be funny though. It could be really funny. But yet, yet again, whoever yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's an amazing moment, like it's once in a lifetime or twice for Loreen, uh, that you happen <laughs> to achieve such a, you know, thing. And whoever did it, you know, but
0: it, it but, is it is once in a lifetime for for us as fans to see this. I mean, the three of us weren't watching back in the '80s. We we don't know what it was like to see Johnny win for the second exactly time. Yeah. And we don't know when somebody else will come back and win for a second time again, or Lorraine or maybe Johnny will come back and win for a third time. You never, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Ireland is getting kind of desperate. Maybe they do need to bring back Johnny and and try and get some more votes. But um, I I think it is, it is pretty historic. And I, I, I mean, we, we posted our reaction when the votes came in on social media. Yeah. So, uh, myself and Jan especially were very, very excited uh, when Lorraine won. And I think part of that was the the history that was made. Whether whether you wanted Lorraine to win or not, it was just incredible to watch uh, such a uh, Eurovision superstar win for the second time.
2: Exactly. And there are so many people still, you know. Even though who, people who doesn't follow Eurovision regularly, you know, they they still, you know, the song is still played all over and over again. We we talked about it in the, in the previous episodes, but like, mm-hmm. I still think that you know, the the biggest excuse for people to talk was like, oh, okay, Finland won the televote and Sweden voted the jury. So at some point, I do agree with Sebi because like maybe that was also one of their purpose when when we talk about juries, obviously.
1: And just imagine, I always like to compare Caria to Monaskin a little bit. You know, they were both fourth with the juries and the Mm. first with the televote. But Monaskin's big advantage were that they had both uh, John Steers and Barbara Pravi, who evened each other out a little bit with the jury scores. But, you know, Caria pretty much only had Lorraine, who was getting all the 12s Mm. constantly from the juries. So imagine maybe, you know, John Steers would have participated a year later. And then Barbara Pravi would have been the big jury favorite who got all the 12s, and that would have kept Monskin from winning. And I would be serious about that as well, especially, you know, knowing now how Moniskin blew up and, like, saying that they were in Eurovision but didn't win, everybody would be like, yeah. what the hell happened there? How couldn't they win? And, like, that's, for me, like, I don't see much hate about Lorraine winning because of who she is. I see it more so because they wanted Karia to win. And like I get that as well. And I was like, um, I like tattoo a lot. And like we, everyone who follows this podcast knows that I liked it a lot. But like for me, Gadia was just something that you have once in a lifetime in your remission. No, it was just sad, you know, to see like how, especially in the beginning of the voting, how poorly he did with the juries. He did eventually get two twelve points in the jury voting. But it was just constantly Sweden, 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 just like in 2012. And it felt like, you know. A little bit of a it could to be, back. but on the
2: other hand, I also what I wanted to point it out i I can see the main reason why juries put Sweden ahead of Finland if let's say if we talk from you know um how would I say musically wise, I get it why why juries put Sweden ahead of Finland because like. You know, from vocals to you know singing abilities and stuff. It is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to qual- to call something quality in music in general, especially if we have you know like twenty six or like yeah. forty or maybe thirty seven songs.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I I very yeah, much yeah. understand that as well. But then I don't understand how Germany can place last, which was also great song, great vocals, but it was just a different genre. It wasn't like maybe the radio-friendly pop songs you mm. would hear every day, but now the big question: Do you think Israel was a deserved second place with the juries? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, do I dare? I,
0: I dare say um, no. Um, only because I feel why why vote for Israel and not for Finland? They were both entertainment yeah. songs. They weren't. Um, Artistic, they weren't passionate. They're not. Neither of them are things really I would see juries voting for. So I don't know why they threw their support behind Israel and not behind Finland. That I I honestly don't understand that. So did she deserve second? No, but on the same premise that well, then neither did Karia. Or if she did deserve second, well then Karia should have been higher as well.
1: I do understand it just because you know it's also like a very poppy song you know that you can put on the radio and I just feel like that was what the jurors were going for like I totally get Italy in third place like that's a no-brainer that was vocally flawless but like um yeah as you said if you go for something you know that's not a ballad that's not just vocals. Why for Israel instead of Finland? No, the thing is, like the the
2: the best thing about the whole let's say, if we erase all of the hate from this whole thing, the best thing about Eurovision is, you know, having different opinion, and that that's the whole thing which makes competition, you know, diverse. Um, There are some people who will go and say, you know, Israel was Israeli Solomon was the best one in the competition. I mean. In my opinion, it's not. But yet again, that's my opinion, and I'm not spreading hate over that. I will no, I I mean, I won't go under her like I don't know music video. Say, oh, I don't like your song, but I will keep it for myself. (laughs) And yet again, I see why why juries went for it because I mean, objectively, I think it was like a good performance, well staged. You know, like it was like there was nothing boring in that three minutes, and she also wasn't so bad vocally either so
1: yeah it just bothered me that she wasn't singing for like the last minute of her song and if i you know was hired as a musical expert to judge the best song i wouldn't give my 12 points to a performance also
2: guys do we remember the recap of of Israel there was pretty much just dance yeah. break. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was just well death. the
0: recap was chosen for the television. Yeah. That kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You wanted to know, wow people get them to, but anyway, that's another story. Yeah. We're getting a little off yeah we, track. so let's uh, let's try and get back uh, back to our sheep but, as the um, judge would say.
1: Um Yeah, well who didn't like so much, uh, by far the most frequent last put place by individual jurors was Croatia. I think it was forty-nine jurors who put Croatia last. Which I don't think is very surprising. Like, um, I guess we all figured the Talibot would like it more. And, like, the vocals really weren't that great. Even though I love Letri and Ch. But, like, I get it, like, from Musical Expert. But do you know who was the second most frequent last place? Not overall, not in the overall ranking, but by individual jurors. No. UK? No, it was Albania. And that I don't understand at all because Albania was definitely one of the best vocals.
2: Yeah, I think also we talked about when we were in Barcelona. We talk about like uh, the main reason why they probably qualified is obviously you know stage was done perfectly, and that that's one example of the good practice when you when you put like I mean it, it it's not a bad song, but like it definitely the staging puts it on on a different level for me. So yeah. But yeah, yet again, comparing to diaspora all the way to the world, you know, it's it's still you know pretty wild that they finished where they did.
1: The only two entries that weren't put last by any juror were Sweden and Italy. So someone did, in fact, mm. put Israel last as well. <laughs> so not every juror was behind it. But yeah, I think yeah, putting either Sweden or Italy last would be ridiculous.
0: Well, we can move on. So there's another option people have been clamoring for on social media. Some people don't want the juries to go, but feel that the televote should be worth more. And that would have gotten, I guess, Finland the win, according to most people, and still kept the juries, so kept some, I guess, um, dignity to the contest, some officiality to the contest by keeping the juries. But if they lowered the percentage of their overall votes... What are your first thoughts on, on that?
2: I would say that it's a TV show for the viewers at the end of the day. You know, like Eurovision is like, I mean, not to underestimate semi semifinals whatsoever, but like, let's say us three, we do go, I mean, we don't celebrate Christmas on 24th of December. We celebrate it when, you know, the whole journey starts, probably in Albania, and then we're going on and on and on and on, and then we go to... <laughs> you know to 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 the to to this huge event which happens in May but yet again people don't do that and they go and they watch the show on Saturday night to see which out of 26 songs is the best one in Europe um and yet again i i think that excluding juries from this whole thing would be ridiculous uh, but I would probably say that this would be one of the best options. So you give people more power; they feel more important in that whole thing, you know. So it's not as equal, and you can still keep the the amount of juries um, into into that. So in case if some yeah. madness is happening on the stage, there's still juries <laughs> who can go and save it, you know. But yet again, in that case, this—I mean—with this system, forty-sixty would definitely be uh in treat for for Finland to win. That's that's no question.
0: Yeah. So Jan, you're right. If if that's what uh Caria would have needed. He would have needed the public to have 20% more say than the juries. And he would assuming we keep everything the same and there were still four thousand, what was it, four thousand three hundred and fifty points. If the split was forty sixty instead of fifty-fifty Finland would have had 567, Sweden 563. So at a 20% gap, he barely beats uh, Lorraine.
1: I also wonder, like, if they were to uh, put that rule in action, how would they do that? Would oh, they that's other a whole
0: of- nother... Like, I, did, I didn't even want to go there. I just did the math, kept it simple, because then you can't give out just two sets of the traditional, you know, 1 to 8, 10, 12 points. You would need some other way... A figure all this out or you're going to deal with decimal points and yeah. it gets messy and like I, I rounded all the decimal points yeah for this obviously to make it a bit uh, cleaner but like the, yeah you have to come up with a brand new voting system how would it how would that even work when you have a system you know the, the 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 juries give the one to 12 and then your maximum for the televote is like 17.
1: you know our 17 points go to or maybe they just double the amount you know that could also happen um, no, but you know, on the first listen, you know, of course that sounds appealing to many people right now because Caddy was the people's favorite, and maybe they would have preferred him to win. But you know, what would it? What would happen with the rest of the ranking? You know, they did like a lot of people are complaining uh,
0: about how poorly Spain did this year. But uh, in the in the scenario Jan described, where the jury is worth forty percent and the televote is sixty, uh, I think Spain finished seventeenth. So just a 20% shift and Spain would drop to 21st. So they'd be bottom five again. People And then people would be complaining about that. So like I, I don't know. I'm, obviously, there's no one system that would make everybody happy. But I think that would have created a lot of online chatter as well. You also have to take that into
1: consideration. And um, we do have to say, even though the juries aren't very liked right now, they did save a lot of good entries in the past as well. Yeah
2: especially nowadays but uh, yeah i still think that if you put like this in 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 this psychological point of view if you put people more in charge let's say in that case 40 60 which is still not such a huge difference but like in you know in 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 the minds of people voting they would feel more powerful over the I result think that's at the still end, enough to it, it keeps so any future dust in the future maybe away from to contest. it up way. But yeah again we're if, not if you, we're if not if you putting into in the rules or whatever we're just like people yeah
0: as as a competitor as a competitor yeah the, these acts that yeah. are just you know they just to get televote points and mocking the contest and you know t- I, don't, I I wouldn't want to see a return to that pre yeah. to, like there was pre two thousand eight I guess no and that's and that's the last option I guess if you got rid of the juries completely I, I fear that might be where it goes to it every country would just uh, and kind of like with our conversation with Jan Bors, uh if you, if you take the juries away there. The TV stations across Europe are just going to pander to the televote and try and get as much shock factor for as little money as possible, just to try to get televote points. And I don't think that's good for the contest at all.
1: Yeah, you should just—if you look at that—just compare Eurovision 2008 to Eurovision 2009 when juries were reintroduced. I like, of course, that's my personal opinion, but I think that 2009 was genuinely a good year for Eurovision. And 2008 was mainly a joke. And I think had it went on like that with that system, it could have possibly killed Eurovision for good.
2: I'm probably the last person who would sign up for um, removing juries from the contest, mainly because of that uh, when, like, back in 2010, Slovenia used, format to to choose an entry and it was the only i think and if somebody knows that i'm wrong please correct me anyway but i think 2010 in slovenia was the only case when it was televoting only so we we got rid of the juries and we all know what happened in 2010 in you know, but we didn't participate <laughs> i like to say
1: yes exactly like sweden in 2010 as well yes.
2: So this is this is a great example of why there should be a great balance between jury and televote. Or, you know, at least not getting them out because, you know, things can get out of control pretty quickly and you can end up on the stage with accordion and a guitar. <laughs> so... It's, a no. it's
0: it's interesting, though, because if you look, um, the, the data also came out for the, the viewership, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: they were up a little bit this year over last year. But you talk about that era before the juries came back. Uh, viewer numbers were barely over 100 million. And it took a few years. Um, but after Lorraine won in 2012, there was this huge uh, increase. Uh, it went from like 105 million in 2012 over $150 million in 2013, and by the time you have Conchita and Jamala winning, you're at the $200 million mark. So in some ways, I guess, the juries have legitimized the contest and even made it more viewer-friendly.
2: Because you know what's the main thing? Who will, who will say that people should get rid of the juries? Usually the ones who are cheering up for, I don't know, a song which did well in Televote and which they know personally that it, it won't do well with the juries. We had several songs this year which could work on that format. And that's maybe why people are saying, you know, get rid of the Or mainly because Lorraine won over Cario with, with, with juries. That's probably the main thing. But like I'm saying, you know, these people are more or less, you know, professionals in what they do in the music industry. Some of them are more, some of them are less professional, but they are professionals. And they're, you know there should be maybe just a little bit more diversity when it comes to selecting those people. Because like, if you go, I don't know, to to the list of people selecting the songs, I would personally, let's say peak, I don't know, number one artist in that country, uh, number one producer in that country, number one songwriter, number one uh, record label representative, you know, stuff. I mean, people who know their job on a daily basis so you know what to do but usually you get some people who you know they're just there because oh let's watch eurovision let's just make some songs and that's pretty much it so there are stuff to be you know changed on the both sides send an email anytime to building at gmail.com all right
0: and last little question before we we quit for today We've spoken at length now about the juries, but there's one big question overarching going forward: Did this format work this year by removing them from the semifinals? Would you bring them back next year? Jan?
2: in the semifinals? absolutely, absolutely, yeah? because like as we as we talked with, with Jan Borsch, he said, you know, we're we're having like two different contexts.
0: I would, I would as well. Although it made for a more interesting final, I think for me personally, because I tend not to. Uh, agree with the juries a lot of the time because they pick all these artistic songs that I'm generally not a fan of uh, I think it's better for the contest if they bring them back for the simple fact that what both Jan's said our Yan just now quoting the Jan Bors you know, I, I don't like how there are two different rules in the same contest it makes no sense so yeah come on Martin bring them back and then you'll be good to go
2: And also, I think if there's something that we should definitely give a minute or two of attention is the situation of four Eurovision songs actually charting in UK on their official singles chart. And I think that, you know, four of them, they never really appeared on there. Never in history have there been four.
0: Um, I just think it's incredible for a country that... You know, a year just just over a year ago, you would have thought would be teetering on maybe even withdrawing from Eurovision. You have you had an apathetic country that seemed to have given up, and they had no hope of doing well anymore. And nobody cared about it, and now after Sam Ryder last year and a successful hosting this year, um, the first charts that came out after the contest ended to have four songs in the in the top ten. I, I mean. I was shocked and the other thing to the other big news uh, as of uh, when we're filming this filming recording this I always say filming when we're recording this uh, the new Spotify numbers are out and Lorraine has now entered the top 50 global charts so she's number 46 on that so another I guess notch in her hat I mean we've all seen the pictures of her in Times Square uh, the congratulations billboards uh, in Times Square, but now she's actually on the global chart at number 46 and rising as of last check. So, I mean, Euro- Eurovision is going to rule the world. I was going to say it's great for Eurovision
1: in general. And I think it's a big step yeah. every year. Like, there are a lot of successes around it nowadays
2: especially because like whenever you want to see eurovision as a you know as a joke it's actually becoming like a a proper like really proper competition and this is mainly why people do um do go and and they're increasing the fan base of the contest so job well done to all involved obviously
0: follow building bridges on instagram at building Underline bridges Underline podcast
1: Alright, so that was it from us for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it until here, bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao.